Moderation and balance has been the quintessential mantra Ayurveda has been reciting for centuries. The simple act of eating food is a revered ritual in the Ayurveda text. Eating is not just about surviving in this world. Eating is to make us alive, to live a contented life. Food is not medicine in Ayurveda. Food is prasad. The spiritual offering made by you to your body and mind. Let me repeat this again. Food is prasad, the spiritual offering made by you to your body and mind. The yogic philosophy tells us the supreme act of duty bestowed on us as human beings is to find our true self. Who is the creator of this body and mind? And do you know? What is the second most supreme act of duty? Is to feed this body and mind with prasad, the spiritual offering of the food. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Namaste everyone. I hope you all are doing good. In this episode, we will cover the list of foods that you cannot eat per Ayurveda guidelines. Have you heard about the term Oka Satmya? We will learn about this and why certain wrong food combinations still seem to work fine in some people. We will also learn what specific foods unbind us from our emotions, thoughts and expressions. Let's get started. In our last episode, we left off with the popular notion number two. What's the best breakfast? Smoothies? Fruits? Or cooked breakfast. Let's run a typical morning scenario to understand this concept. It's 8 a.m. Monday morning. Got up with a bad headache. Not enough sleep. Kid is throwing tantrum. You're packing a snack for your kid to the school. In the midst of all this, you're making a quick power breakfast for yourself. Pull out your Vitamix. Open the freezer. Throw in all the frozen berries you can find. Open your fridge. Pull out all the greens, spinach, kale. Now add some fat, almond butter. Add the boosters like the popular bee pollen, chia seeds. Add in some non-dairy milk. And the last but not the least, add a scoop of your favorite protein powder. Blend, blend, blend. Voila! Breakfast smoothie in less than 5 minutes. How can you beat that? You have everything in the smoothie. Antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, proteins, fats, just the right amount of carbs. And here is the kicker. Less than 250 calories with 15 grams of protein. And did I forget to say, the smoothie is fast, simple, delicious and effective for your weight loss. How was my sales pitch? Just kidding. We have been conditioned, especially here in the US, to think only about efficiency and productivity. 
But sadly, do we really use that benchmark of efficiency and productivity in the meals we eat every day? Do we really pay attention? Did that breakfast smoothie digest efficiently for me after two hours of having it? Do we care to measure the productivity? How focused, how energetic, how empathetic, how apologetic was I after having the smoothie? No, that thought doesn't even occur to us. Unfortunately, our benchmark is I got the smoothie prepared in less than five minutes, had it in few minutes and boom, I'm back to work. Everything sounds perfect in the smoothie. Fast, simple, delicious and effective. But one big thing is missing in this equation. Synergistic. Any food that we eat must come together synergistically in order to absorb all the nutrients. Two simple things that will easily convince our logical mind is necessary for optimal digestion. Taste and synergy are very important per Ayurveda for optimal secretion of digestive enzymes. It is just not about eating high nutritious foods. It is also just not about eating organic locally grown foods. Simply put, it is about bringing the food together in a way it excites our taste buds, which in turn stokes the digestive fire to begin the digestive process. Why do we eat food? What is the most common answer? To keep us alive. We eat food to sustain us, to keep our body and mind healthy. It is not the food, it is the nutrients from the food that is sustaining us. To absorb maximum nutrients from the food, Ayurveda clearly tells us optimal digestion contributes to optimum nutrition absorption. Having said that, does this not make sense to focus on the foods that we can digest optimally rather than focusing on foods that we can eat optimally? I want to throw a radical idea here and use the act of lovemaking as an analogy for optimum digestion. Foreplay is crucial in order for the main act of love to be enjoyable and fulfilling. The look and taste of the food we eat is an act of foreplay to our taste buds. The taste buds must be synergistically excited to release the right digestive enzymes. Wrong synergy of food will confuse the taste buds. The process of digestion can be compared to the main act of love. Only when the right digestive enzymes are activated, the digestion process is done in an optimum manner. End result of optimum digestion is the nutritional fluid which is called as ahara rasa in Ayurveda. The formation of ahara rasa after optimum digestion can be compared to orgasm. Best act of foreplay results in good orgasm. Similarly, eating warm, freshly made, synergistically tasting and appealing foods results in optimum formation of ahara rasa, the nutritional fluid that is then absorbed by all our tissues to keep us healthy and strong.
Ayurveda strongly encourages us that every meal we eat should be freshly made, warm and unctuous in nature. The reason we need to eat more of unctuous nature is it tastes good to our taste buds. It stimulates dormant digestive process. It gets the food digested quickly, helps in normalizing functions of vata dosha, nourishes our body, it provides firmness to sense organs, increases strength and enhances complexion. That is why Ayurveda says, majority of the food we eat should be unctuous in nature. Eating right is a science. Do we wear the same kind of clothes all year? Do we not change our wardrobe according to the changing seasons? Then why do we eat the same food every day? Does it make sense logically? Ayurveda has dived to our cellular level to understand our thoughts and emotions and tailors a diet plan according to our thoughts. Wrap your mind around this eating by checking how your mind is today, what thoughts, emotions are welling up in you and then custom tailor the diet to meet those needs. Does this not make sense? It is definitely logical. Do we crave salad after hearing an amazingly thrilling news? Do we crave salad when we hear something really bad, sad news? No. Why? Raw foods unbind our emotions, thoughts and expressions. Ayurveda says we are made up of unctuous material. We need unctuous foods to be connected with our thoughts and emotions. So Ayurveda recommends we eat warm, unctuous, nourishing and synergistically tasting food at every meal. If we follow this principle, the food will be in the right unctuous consistency for all the digestive enzymes to be secreted well in the stomach. Eating food in this way activates the apana vata, the downward flow of vata, so that we don't experience any form of indigestion, bloating and constipation issues after eating our meals. Now that we know why our meals should be unctuous, what is the answer to the question? Should we have smoothies or fruits for breakfast? The ideal answer is no. The function of the first meal of the day should be to slowly stoke the digestive fire, which has been laying dormant while we sleep throughout the night. The warmth and unctuous nature of your breakfast will help to wake the digestive fire and by the time the clock hits noon, the digestive fire will be firing optimally to get ready to eat the biggest portion of the meal, lunch. Try this out and see the difference for yourself. Experiment with the science of Ayurveda and see the tangible results it bestows on you. Ayurveda texts tell us the best breakfast we can have is something cooked fresh with grains, like oatmeal can be the best choice of your breakfast. Please keep this in mind. I am saying this in a generic way 
not taking into account your specific dosha or body type. A savory cream of wheat dish is another excellent breakfast dish that comes to mind. You may be wondering then, we should never have smoothies in our diet? The word never doesn't exist in Ayurveda. In fact, it tells us you can have everything provided you know when to have it, when not to have it, how to have it, how much to have it. Smoothies are easy to make, but very hard to digest. One needs very robust digestive fire to digest smoothie. Personally, I think fresh juices are better than smoothies because intake of raw fiber is very hard on the digestion. You ask a person who has been consuming smoothie first thing in the morning for years, you will get to know that they do suffer from some sort of digestive issues like bloating, constipation, gas. They have hard time digesting legumes or beans. And typically, they will also end up getting some joint disorders like arthritis. Every day, you are increasing vata unnecessarily in your body and mind by consuming smoothies that eventually will lead to all vata disorders that affect the bones, joints and more importantly, make the mind hyper and fearful. I have also seen my clients being gluten intolerant after chugging smoothies for years. In my own personal life, I had taken gluten completely out of my diet when I had hypothyroidism. Eating gluten was making me lethargic and really sucked energy out of me. After successfully regulating my hypothyroid, I have brought gluten back in my life and I love it and I digest it well now. Yes, there can be a good reason to eliminate certain foods from our diet, but it should be for a temporary period with the mindset of figuring out the root cause of why, when and how this particular food is causing an adverse effect on you. Let's look at the list of foods Ayurveda recommends to avoid in our everyday meals. First on the list is milk. It suggests do not drink milk with fruits, especially sour fruits. And also, it's very popular, especially in India, I have also seen here in the US, people mashing bananas and mixing it with milk and adding some sweetener in eating. That's really a very bad wrong food combination. So as much as you can, avoid mixing bananas and milk together or any kind of fruit. Let's talk about beans. Beans should not be mixed with any fruit. Just even when we use our common sense, I mean, thinking fruits with beans just doesn't feel right. So I don't think anyone does that. But another one which is very popular, I mean, beans with cheese, what comes to mind? All Mexican dishes, right? That's also a wrong food combination per Ayurveda, mixing beans with eggs, fish, uh, beans with milk, again, is not good. Most of the North Indian cuisines like dal makhani and all that is mixed with rich cream, dairy. 
Ayurveda suggests if you eat beans, eat it on its own. Uh, don't mix it with any dairy products. Don't mix it with fish or fruits. Now we come to eggs. Even eggs should not be mixed with fruits. Uh, it should not be mixed with beans as much as possible. And when we are eating fruits, Ayurveda suggests eat one kind of fruit at a time. Don't make a assorted fruit platter and have at it. It's best to eat one kind of fruit. If you're eating apples, just eat apples. If you're eating pear, eat pears. That keeps the digestive fire running optimally. Talking about grains, Ayurveda says don't mix grains again with fruits. That again, just thinking about it doesn't feel right to us. So I, I'm hoping nobody does that. And also it says don't mix it with any kind of tapiako, uh, starch with grains. Another popular thing, and I think most of, of the people are aware now, not mixing honey with ghee, especially the equal quantity because it turns to be slow poison. Talking about honey, I also want to say, um, again, most of you might be aware of it. It is really strictly uh, suggested not to cook honey in Ayurveda because the molecular structure completely changes and it turns out to be a slow poison. So when we are consuming honey, have it raw, don't cook it. What does that mean? We get a lot of honey whole wheat bread here. So people use honey when baking. It is strongly not advised because anything with that high temperature, the molecular structure changes. Again, the next one is again, if you use common sense, we don't feel like having it. Having hot beverages, don't mix like, let's say you're having a masala chai, don't have mango lassi with it at the same time. And uh, don't eat yogurt at the same time when you're having hot caffeine beverage or decaf beverages. It just doesn't feel right. But, you know, it's suggested not to do it. And don't mix lemons, limes with cucumber. Again, mixing lemon or lime with milk, we won't do that because we know it curdles the milk. So that's not the right combination. And also don't use limes, lemons with nightshades like tomatoes. Talking about nightshade vegetables like potato and tomato, again, it is advised not to mix them with dairy products. So again, there is another popular cuisine that comes to mind when we say tomatoes and dairy products. So we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's recommended in Ayurveda not to mix nightshades with cucumbers or any dairy products, uh, no melons. Same goes with yogurt. Don't mix yogurt with fruit. You know, we have the breakfast parfait. That's again a very classical wrong food combination. Um, don't mix yogurt with eggs. Don't mix yogurt with fish. So this is the list that is loosely given in Ayurveda. But again, we have to use our common sense and see what works, what doesn't work. So having said this, does that mean I never eat pizza or pasta that includes tomato, sauce and cheese? Of course not. I do indulge in some Italian food. The concept here is to not make a habit of eating wrong food combination often. Don't make it a repeated habit that it eventually compromises your digestive fire. That gives rise to toxins and disorders in our body and mind. I want to talk to you about the term Okasatmya which is written in Charaka Samhita, one of the original Ayurveda texts. 
oka satmya means foods that we have grown up eating we are familiar with it i like to call it family genetic foods if you will so to give you an example i grew up eating good amount of garam masala in my food so my body has learned to digest and assimilate it well but someone who has never eaten garam masala and if you give good amount added in a curry or a savory dish they may get a strong stomach upset as the spices are very new to their system if our bodies have been accustomed to a certain food combination through many years of eating it like let's say here in the west used to eating apples and cheese that was completely new to me then it's likely that our body has made some adaptation and you you are accustomed to eating apples with cheese but if you give me apples and cheese i am sure going to get constipated the next day that does not mean you have to continue this wrong practice but what it says is okasatmya is somehow your digestion has adapted and accustomed to that wrong food combination but it is better not to eat it often you know so coming back to the principle of using our common sense have this list of wrong food combination back of your mind but don't get overly picky about it what you need to be aware is how you feel after you have eaten your meal all the signs i talked to you earlier in this episode it makes you feel energized light confident and contented then you have eaten the right meal for your body type if you are a regular listener of my podcast you know that i am a big fan of ayurveda ghee seeing it from the lens of wrong food combinations i would say ghee is the best complement for pitta and vata dominant people but let's say this particular pitta dominant person for some health challenge is experiencing very low digestive fire do you administer ghee now no absolutely not why ghee is snigdha meaning unctuous but it is heavy to digest so when the digestive fire is weak or low ayurveda strictly suggests to avoid ghee until the agni is brought back to normal this will create more ama more toxins when you administer ghee to a weak person ghee is also deepana meaning it stokes the digestive fire in some cases i have let my clients take few drops of ghee yes few drops of ghee mixed with ayurveda herbs to slowly stoke the digestive fire you cannot afford to eat ghee when a person is recovering and is weak we have to be very careful how we bring ghee back into the diet have you ever cooked with a bad mood the dish turns out to be the worst as it soaks the anger toxic emotions and you can absolutely feel it when you are eating you will not be able to digest the food properly food is not just prepared with the ingredients we use what vibrations you cook your meals is one of the main ingredients of that meal that is why in ayurveda it is strongly recommended for new mothers to eat fresh 
home cooked meals prepared lovingly by their mother or a well wisher as you cannot afford to put toxic emotions into your baby when you are feeding the baby even though the baby is a separate entity now with the umbilical cord broken it is still very much connected to the mother from the subtle emotional body it takes in everything the mother is giving so it is very very important to keep the new mother happy and nourished the mother's life energy the prana is directly sucked by the baby are you intrigued to know more about what ayurveda has to offer on nutrition food combination what should you eat for your breakfast lunch dinner customize it to your body type then i would encourage you to take my certified ayurveda nutrition course which offers continuing education credits and the whole course is built directly from the original ayurveda sutras this course is on my online ayurveda learning platform in summary i would really encourage everyone listening to first pay attention to your mind what thoughts well up in you are they good positive healthy thoughts do you broadcast peaceful thoughts to the world to your family to your friends do you really enjoy and participate in everyone's success and really put yourself out there to help everyone that comes your way then believe me the subtle spiritual vibrations will keep you healthy physically and mentally ultimately it is our mind that rules our physical body be a generous well wisher in this world we need this desperately and the law of karma the law of creation will keep you balanced and fulfilled in life if you like what i share on this podcast then please subscribe and share it with your family and friends we all need to do our part in spreading the scientific wisdom of ayurveda i would greatly appreciate if you take some time to write comments and let me know your feedback this will help improve and bring topics of your interest on this podcast thank you for your time until we meet again namaste sahanavunattu sahaviryam karvavahai tejasvinavaditamastu ma vidvishvavahai om shanti shanti shanti